Okay, and we're back. Had a little di technical difficulties there, but we're back. Welcome to Ray Mahoven. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. I'm so happy you are joining me on jrootradio.com. For those of you who are new listeners, what we try to do is to learn to develop new skills and tools to renew and strengthen the connection you have with your spouse. We do this not only from a social science perspective, but we use the Torah as our guide and source of navigation. Ladies and gentlemen, today, once again, is a live show. Yes, Thursday morning, May 14th, the 40th day of the Omer. Today is a live show. Once again, I will be taking all of your texts a little bit later in the program. Our text number is 347-927-8398. That's 347-927-8398. I want to start today by just mentioning that, uh, what was it? It was two days ago. I was invited to speak at an event that was sponsored by an organization called Manucha. I just want to, uh, the people, first of all, all the people who came over to me and introduced yourself to me, that you listened to me and everything, it was nice. You know, it's always nice to see people who actually listen. Though, Baruch Hashem, I get all the texts and all the feedback, but it's nice to see humans. And uh, it was a really special event. It was really, really special event. It was for parents of children with special needs. And they put together such a beautiful event, such a really a beautiful event at the Renaissance. And it was a whole program with speakers, and there was comedy, and there was this, and there was that. It was just nice to see, you know, Am Yisrael Kodesh, like, you know, Olam Chesed Yibane, how much Chesed is going on in our, in our community. It's just, it's just beautiful to be part of it. In any case, today, we are going to be speaking about something very, very important. I, I want to say it's exciting. I can't tell you it's exciting, but it's very, very important. And again, the topics that I choose are just topics that I feel and see and and just notice when I'm working with couples, there are certain themes that I just like pop up. And then you see one couple and the other couple, it's like, I just saw that problem. I just, I just had that issue with the other couple. So then it's like, you know what? Maybe I'll discuss this on the radio. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll bring it out to everybody. What I'm talking today about is as follows. I, I am not maybe a certain. I am absolutely sure that anybody who's married out there who's listening to this could relate to what I'm about to talk about. Sometimes, and it comes out of nowhere, your spouse all of a sudden becomes completely intolerant, unstable. You'll feel that, 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 you're, you're, that your spouse is just, is just like completely lost it, completely lost it. When I, what I mean when I say completely lost it, I'm talking about impatient, irritated, hypersensitive. It's like, what happened to my spouse all of a sudden? Why are you so upset? What's going on? I'll give you a couple examples of what I'm talking about. For the ladies out there who are listening, okay, your husband comes back home. And, you know, these t today, it's, you know, it's, it's not, you know, we're not in winter, we're not in summer, we're in spring, and it's nice weather, not nice weather, you know, we got to get used to it. So last night was a freezing night, right? So, you know, all of a sudden, your husband comes home, and you know, I hear this complain many times. Husband comes home, is complaining, well, why did I touch the thermostat, and why isn't it high enough, and why is it low enough, and why is the air conditioner not on, or the air conditioner should be on, or the heat's on, or the heat's not on. Okay, husbands do that, but sometimes your husband, he comes home, and he's like, oh, boy, like, whoa, take it easy. What's with you today? Why are you so upset? Or for argument's sake, your husband comes home, and his dinner, the dinner that you made is not to his liking, and he completely, you see, like, he's... He's in a different world. Like he's not gonna either he's like exploding or he's stonewalling you. But either way, you see something, something's up with this man. Something's up with this man. Or here's another very common one, right? Husband tries to call his wife over and over and over again. Can't reach her. Okay, you know, the normal reaction, what's going on? I, I was calling you, is everything okay? But instead he's like, you know how many times I'm calling you? I've tried you again and again and again. Can you please pick up the phone? Like, hello, I'm your husband. It's like, whoa, take it easy. Why are you getting so upset? Why are you so tense? That's for the ladies out there, for the men who are listening to this, right? For the men. Let's say, for argument's sake, you're, you're driving with your wife, and you tell her, can you do me a favor? I have to go inside the Davimarev. I know I can't find a parking. Maybe you can find a parking. Let me go out. While you, is it okay if you wait in the car? She says, no problem. And you come a little bit late. Maybe you've met a friend for a couple of seconds. You spend another minute or two, and you come back to the car, and she's fuming. She has completely lost it. It's like, you know how long I'm waiting for you? Like, come on, let's go. Or here's another one. Here's another one. You come home, and 
Let's flip around the situation of the food. You come home to your wife and you don't like the food that she made and she gets so upset you don't like the food. Or she gets upset at you for not leaving her money. Like, but not just getting upset, like completely losing it. Like completely losing it. What's going on? Why are you being so impatient, intolerant, irritated, hypersensitive? What's with you today? I spoke about this many times, and I think it's pivotal and critical to speak about this again. Ladies and gentlemen who are listening to this, those of you who are married, I want to remind you, there's something that, well, it's been out there forever. The studies show that it's true. Baruch Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me siyat to come up with, with a term for it. I call it hats. If your husband or your wife has his or her hats on, forget about it. Don't engage them. Don't, don't challenge them. Don't criticize them. And most definitely do not get into an argument because I guarantee you you're going to lose. I guarantee you. Even if it's like, as they say, Baruch Hashemesh, Baruch Hashemesh, everybody knows that I'm right and you're wrong. Don't waste your time with your spouse if they have their hats on. I've spoken about hats in the past, and I feel it's critical for me to speak about it again. What do I mean when I say hats? Listen to me. When I say hats, this is important. I say, you know, it's important to digest because every single one of us who's listening to this has our hats on once, I would say at least once a week, sometimes maybe even once a day, and we have to be aware. Who has to be aware? The people who have, us who have the hats on have to be aware. And your spouse has to be aware when you have your hats on. And you have to be aware when your spouse has his or her hats on. What do I mean by hats? We spoke about this, but I must speak about it again. I have a couple of revisions that I want to make. Nothing, not changing anything, but adding some stuff to this term, this, this terminology where I say hats. So I'm talking about hats. Let's start with the H. H means hungry. When I say hungry, doesn't mean that you're act, doesn't you have to be hungry. You can be thirsty as well, but what it means is that you, your nutritional intake has, for some reason, not been good today. Maybe you skipped a meal. Maybe you haven't eaten well. Maybe in the morning, instead of eating breakfast, you had, uh, you had, you had a candy bar. You had potato chips. You only had coffee. You know, some people are good with only coffee in the morning. Some people are good, like they're fine. But some people need a full breakfast. And if you need a full breakfast and you haven't had your full breakfast, you're going to have your hats on. You're going to be hungry. You're going to be irritated. You're going to have low patience. The people who are working with you are going to see it. Your husband or your wife is going to see it. Your children are going to see it. The solution for this is just put, take, I say, take your hats off. Eat something, but don't please, don't just eat anything. Don't just grab anything. I would say eat what you need. You know, don't try to supplement your breakfast with a candy bar. Definitely lot lunch. You know, a lot of you who are listening to me this are thinking to themselves, Rabbi Greenfield, I hear what you're saying, but honestly, I could go I could go without a breakfast. I'm fine. If I don't have a breakfast, I'm fine. But lunch, I'm not sure. Don't be not sure. You're basically fasting if you're not eating lunch. And if you're fasting, you're gonna become irritable. Think about yourself when you're fasting on its home. On Yom Kippur, we get irritated. We get irritated. Our, our tolerance level is going to be very, very low. Now, I want to discuss something else when we talk about H. I speak about food and how important food is. Many of us are not skipping the meals, but we're eating a lot of junk. Now, I want to tell you, I'm not going to come tell you that I only eat healthy food. I don't lose. Some people might claim that I'm a health freak, people who know me, but I'm not. I'm really not a health freak. I'll eat, you know, I'll eat the cupcakes and the sugar and the this and that, a little bit of it, but when we are just like stuffing ourselves, or ladies who are listening to this, if you see that your husband is just eating unhealthy after unhealthy after unhealthy, try to motivate him to eat healthy. Not you better eat. Maybe pack him a, maybe pack him a lunch with something a little bit healthy. I'm not saying to deprive your husband or deprive yourself of all the treats. You know, many people out there, nutritionists, physicians sometimes will say, you know, you have to stop eating the junk, only eat healthy. It's not realistic. Because you know it's going to last maybe for a day, maybe for a week, maybe for two weeks. Anybody who's been on a diet knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's up and down and up and down and up and down. So what I'm saying is do it with moderation. If you feel really, really hungry, why do you have to, why do you have to eat the candy bar? Why do we have to have the chocolate bar? Why can't we have some nuts? Why can't we have some, some, some vegetables? Well, that's not really filling. You know what? Maybe have a, maybe have a salad with dressing. Maybe have something that's... That's like sort of in between, something in between. You know, some people take take a, take a banana. By the way, it's just very very filling. And if you can't have a banana by itself, 
I put a drop of peanut butter on. A drop. Fine. But you're eating healthy. I'm telling you, it'll change your whole day. Women who are listening to this, a lot of you listening to this, and you're thinking to yourself, uh, thank you, but my husband, it's so hard. I know. I hear what you're saying, but he's eating junk all the time, and I know that he becomes moody because of what he eats. You know what? We speak about how to speak to your husband. But I would say before you speak to him, try to pack him a, night, a, a more healthy. Maybe like, oh, here, honey, do you want this? Moshe, how about this? Why don't you, I see you're hungry. I see you're hungry. Why don't you have, here, take this. What's this? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a whole wheat sandwich. Instead of, you know, I'll tell you, by the way, those of you who are eating white bread, it, it simply converts it to sugar. It, it's all the white processed stuff out there. Though it's very easy to buy. Most of, most of the stores today, when I say stores, I'm talking about pizza shops. I'm talking about supermarkets. I'm talking about restaurants. A lot of what they give us is just simply unhealthy. It's unhealthy food. Okay, it's important. I know for the long term. Forget about the long term. The short term. If you're going to have just white bread, it's going to convert into sugar. You're going to have a high, then you're going to dip into a low. Your spouse is going to see it. You're gonna, children are going to see it. Of course, it's harder to buy whole wheat. Of course, it's harder to eat fruits and vegetables. Of course, it's harder to eat nuts when instead, of, instead of a candy bar. But it's filling. It is filling. Believe me, I tried it lately. It's very funny. I, I'm talking about this. I actually tried lately. I was, you know, when I was hungry, I'd eat, you know, maybe have, maybe have some Mizonos or maybe have some Kalkish cake. I thought, you know, let me have some, some nuts. Okay. My wife was motivating me to do this. Okay, fine. So she motivated me. And you know what? It worked. It worked. So that's a very, very important. Also, I want to discuss as far as drinking. Summer's coming up. Though I know it's now it's like summer. What summer? What are you talking about? You walk outside? I know, but summer is coming up. And it's time to drink. It's time to drink. It's not just a matter of getting dehydrated. It's a matter of drinking constantly. By the way, when you feel tense and pressured, just drink. But again, we're talking about drinking. We're not talking about soda. We're not talking about nonstop juices, though obviously juice is much better than soda. Some people argue. I personally don't think so. But in any case... We're not talking about like heavy sugary drink. We're talking about water. Now, some of you who are listening to this are already drinking water. Some of you who are listening to this are saying to yourselves, I, I, I can't, I'm not, I just can't drink water. I, I need something sweet. You know, if you need something sweet, no problem. Take some grape juice, add it into your water, and you'll have something sweet. But I need my soda. You don't need your soda. You don't need your soda. You don't need that. First of all, you don't need the color. You don't need the sugar. You don't need all of that. What happened is, and I'm telling you, it's so funny. I, <laughs> the other day, I, okay, I, I'm, I'm with a couple. And I see they're getting a little upset and agitated. Oh, let me take a drink. Let me take a drink. And they pull out, out, of, out of their bag this, this, this Fanta soda orangey, sugary drink. And I'm like, okay, there you go. Like, there you go. What are we going to try to learn how to negotiate? Guys, you have to start learning to drink water. It's simply, I can't tell you how many cases I've had where I'd even have to go, you don't have to go heavy therapy, nothing. Just learn how to drink a lot of water during the day. You'll see it'll calm you down. And then half the problem was gone. I know it's hard to believe this, but I'm telling you it's true. I'm telling you it's true. It's very funny. I'll never forget when I went to school for marriage and family therapy, there was one particular professor who told us like this. He was a physician. He was giving us a physiology class, and he was telling us like this. He sounded like a gentleman. He was telling us, I want you to listen very carefully. Many times you're going to have a couple who comes in to the counseling room, and they're going to present you a whole host of issues, and you're going to think childhood, abuse, self-esteem, self-worth. He's like, don't go there. Don't go there. The first thing you have to do is assess their physiology, and he was so right. Let's assess the physiology. Are they drinking well? Are they eating well? Are they sleeping well? Let's move on, because we spoke about H, which was for hungry, which means food or water. Let's move on to A. A is angry. I'm, let's put that for the side. Just hit memory for a second, because I'm going to get back to angry in a second. And now we have the T. Now, T, I always say, is, T is for what? T is for tired. If you or if your husband are tired, you did not sleep the night before, you are going to be intolerant. How much sleep do you need? Okay, the Ramam says eight hours. But maybe you need less. Maybe you need seven hours. But you didn't get your seven hours. You only got six or five. Now, a lot of you, by the way, are fooling yourself into thinking that you only need six hours or you only need five hours. Not just a thing is you only need five hours. Exceptional, exceptional cases. Well, I'm surviving on it. Well, you might be surviving on it, but you're intolerant, you're impatient, and everybody, you lash out at everybody constantly, you're not getting enough sleep. 
it make me feel that. I know you spoke about this before about sleep, but it's very hard for me. It's very hard for me to get the right amount of sleep. People, t- people came over to me. I had one lady said to me, Rikifa, I hear you talk about hats, but I'm, I never sleep. What am I supposed to do? My child keeps me up. I just got used to going to sleep late. I wake up early. I'm nervous. Many people wake up in the morning because you're nervous. Nervous about this, nervous about that. It's very common by women, also by men. Sometimes you wake up, you go to men, you want to go back to sleep for an hour, take a nap, but you can't. And you think to yourself, it's not happening. I'm just giving up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Trust me. I've seen people who've had low sleeping patterns for years, and they fought it, and they won. It's a fight. I know it's a fight. You're going to win. You're going to lose. You're going to win. You're going to lose. So those of you who are not getting enough sleep, please decide today. From now on, Zat Hashem, you're going to get yourself enough sleep. Of course, you have to work together with your spouse. You have to tell your wife or your husband. Listen, I know that we've been going to sleep at 1 o'clock in the morning, but I, I think it's time for us to go to sleep a little bit earlier. Or say it the way I always say. I know how hard it is for you to go to sleep late. And if you can't do this, I understand. But if we could go to sleep a little bit earlier, and you'll tell me when, that would make me so happy. And when it happens, and you go to sleep earlier, you can tell your spouse, thank you, that made me so happy that I went to sleep normally last night. Now, many times you're going to succeed and you're going to go to sleep earlier, but you know what's going to happen? You're not going to be able to fall asleep. You can't fall asleep. You're trying to sleep, but you can't sleep. So, Rabbi Greenfield, thank you very much. Thank you for the tip about sleeping, but it's not working. It's not working because you're not giving it enough time. Of course, the first night is going to be hard for you. Your body's not used to going to sleep earlier. But do it again and again and again. Wait, am I going to space out? Yes, yeah, space out until you'll fall asleep. You know what happens to you when you don't sleep. You know how intolerant, impatient. You can't even think straight sometimes. Sometimes you just like, you, you can only work like a robot. But if you have to be creative, there's no creativity anymore if you're tired. <laughs> there's no, the creativity is gone. The flexibility is gone. The, the mavaterness is gone. Sleeping is, is pivotal. And I'm not saying this. These are studies upon studies that show if you don't sleep, you lose your patience, you lose your tolerance, you, 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 you can't be mavater, you lose it all if you're not sleeping. So it's, so it's so, so, so pivotal and critical to get enough sleep. I want to add another thing to the T. It's like this. We haven't spoken about this in the past. I mean, this is what I mean by revisioning. But you, you know, when, when you're thinking hats, think hungry, angry, tired, or stressed. But if you want to be, as they say, iron in it, and you want to really think, what does hat stand for? I want you to add something to the T, and that's trigger. There are certain issues that trigger your spouse. There are certain issues that I've seen in my office, I've seen with, with honestly, on the table sometimes with other people, with other couples, just watching people, that what? There are certain things that, like husband brings it up, wife brings it up, and it's like, whoa, 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 please don't talk about that. That's called a trigger. Now, for some people, it could be, you know, it, oh, let's, let, let me just explain it this way. You might see your wife triggered by something, and you might think to yourself, like, whoa, take it easy. What, what did I say already? But if she has a trigger, generally it's associated to her childhood, generally. She had a bad experience either with her parents or with her teachers, generally related to criticism, where she was criticized about a certain issue. I'll give you an example. Here's an example. I know it's a, t- it's a touchy-feely subject, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. I think it's important. The issue of tznius. There are many women... Who, they don't want to hear from their husbands. Don't tell me. Don't tell me how to dress. It, it's just, it's really, please, this is not your department. And they really, really get upset. Now, men, I'm not talking about when your wife is not dressing kahalacha. And even then, if your wife is not dressing kahalacha, you think you're going to go over to her and tell her, what are you wearing? Could you change something? Whatever, she's going to listen to you. You're going to force her to listen to you. She'll be upset at you the whole day. You're not getting anywhere. Obviously, you have to use a backdoor approach. We spoke previously about how to do it, how to approach her, maybe use somebody else, or, or, or to be on her team. But many, many women... If you bring up the issue with sneers, they'll get like, excuse me, excuse me, this is none of your business. Don't, don't tell me how to dress. Don't tell me if I'm dressing properly or not. It's a trigger issue. You have to be very careful of that. And when you see your wife triggered, don't fight her. Don't fight the trigger. You're just going to escalate the fire. It's going to become a war. So please, there are trigger issues with men from, from times. Let's say a woman sees that her husband is not diving with a minion. Here's an example. Her husband's not diving with a minion, right? And it bothers her. So she brings it up. She says, you know, you're not diving with a minion. And he all of a sudden gets defensive and it's on your business and everything. Don't enter a fight. Just know you push the trigger button. Leave it. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. There's a trigger. You, you triggered him and just leave it alone. So you have an issue. What are you going to do? Use a backdoor approach. We speak about how to do it. But don't just bring it up and don't just fight with him. Of course you're right. Theoretically, he should go to minion. 
Of course, when you got married, he used to go to Minion. If you would ever know that he doesn't go to Minion, you don't even know if you would have been, thought about getting married to him. Okay, I don't know. Take it that far. But it's, it's a real issue. And it's the Sneot issue, for example. That, that could also be a real issue. Some men are telling me, you know, my wife is really not Sneot. She's, she's really, like, according to Halacha. So what, I say to them, so what do you want to do? You want to fight with them? What do you, what's going to happen when you fight with them? You're going to win? You're going to force them to do it? No, you have to do it in the right way, in the nice way, in the appropriate way. I can't get into it right now. We could talk about it some other time. We've spoken about it. But these are trigger issues. So I'm adding to the T. So you have the tired and you have the trigger. Now let's move on. S. S stands for stressed. This is, this is like a... This is like a it's, it's, this is a cloud. It's a general statement, stress. And I'll give you a couple examples of what I'm talking about, stress. Many, but let me explain it first. Many times when you see that your spouse is completely intolerant, it's like losing it, losing it on you, like, whoa, what happened to you? All it is is stress. They're what we call displacing other stress onto you. Now, is it fair? Of course it's not fair, but everybody does it. Everybody does it, and instead of fighting it and saying it's not fair, you're being disgusting, you're stressed because of something else, don't let it out on me just because you had a hard day. Who do you think I am? You're your shmata. Let's not do that. Instead, just accept that your spouse is stressed. When I say stress, what am I talking about? Okay, let's talk about men, why men get stressed. I, I would say the number one most, like the, the winner of all stressors for men has to do with money. It has to do with money. Men who are listening to me know exactly what I'm talking about. A bill came in. You can't pay it. You, your car just broke down. You don't really have money to fix your car again and again and again and again to go to the mechanic. And, you know, every time you go to the mechanic, it's not just like uh, $20, $30. Like the mechanic looks at you and it's like two, three, four hundred $400. You don't have the money right now. You don't have the money. Or the time to pay the rent or the mortgage. You might not have the money for that either. Or your insurance or your heat or you're electric, you're getting the disconnection notices again and again, you wait until the last second, how much could you wait already? Or you owe money to the grocery or the supermarket and they're calling you and you can't buy anything. This makes a man stir crazy, stir crazy. Ladies, let me explain you why your men are, obviously they're stressed because of money, but it's not just they're stressed because of money. They're stressed because of money because their whole mehus, a man's mehus, a man's essence is, is achieved, to achieve and to feel achieved. Now, what that means in his family, number one, is to be able to provide for his family. Now, some men are in kolel. Okay, fine. So they know that they're learning and their Torah is, is, the, is the bank account. But nonetheless, if there's no money they're going to start feeling, they're going to feel responsible for it. They're going to feel, I can't provide. They're going to feel their low, their self-esteem is going to start dipping. They're going to feel worse and worse about themselves. That's what happens to a man when he can't provide. He feels bad about himself. Of course, he's worried about the family and he's worried and tense and pressured. But he starts feeling, this is all subconscious, by the way, man. So I feel like I can't do this. It's not happening. Of course, it's from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Money is from a Kaddish Baruch Hu. But if it doesn't happen, the man's automatic autopilot starts feeling really bad about himself. And he's going to try to make it up. He's going to try to say to himself, I don't make a difference. I don't care. He gets angry. He gets upset. He gets intolerant. So money's the number one stressor. It's funny. For ladies, of course, money's also a big stressor. But it's a more of a practical issue than an emotional issue. Feeling bad about themselves that they can't provide. But they're very stressed and tensed that the kids are not going to have shoes. Or they're very stressed and tensed that the yeshiva is calling a million times for the tuition. They don't want their kids thrown out. Or they're very stressed and tensed that they want their children to go to camp and there's not enough money for camp. They're getting very, so that's more of a practical thing. But for a man, it's more of an emotional thing. We have to understand that. We have to realize that. That's a big stressor for a man. And when a man is stressed, had a hard day because of finances, ladies, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it at home. I'm sorry, but this is, this is the truth. Women are going to get stressed also for money, but they're going to get stressed about relationship issues. First of all, let's talk about children. If they feel that they can't provide for their children, they can't nurture their children, they can't give their children what they need, they're going to feel bad. So if they know that the kid has to go to camp and we can't afford it, they're going to start getting very tense. Or if they know that their children need shoes and we can't afford it, they're going to start feeling very tense. Or if it's cholamoid and we can't afford to go to a trip, everybody else is going, they're going to feel very tense. But a woman could get also all agitated about relationship issues, such as in-laws. Yes, in-laws is a biggie. For those in-laws who are listening, 
I'm sure you're all wonderful in-laws, but sometimes there's a lot of tension between in-laws. Why? Because whenever I speak to your mother, I feel like she's telling me what I should feed the kids. I feel like she's telling me what I should, how I should dress the kids. Whenever I go to her, she's always looking at the kids as if I'm not doing a good enough job. It gets me very, very, very tense. You know, your mother just called me today and she's telling me that I, I'm not feeding the kids well. Like, can you please tell your mother? These are things that can get you very, very tense. Or... Or when, when, or when a wife is, for argument's sake, preparing for Shabbos and she doesn't have enough time and she's had an overwhelming week and now she's realizing, I'm not going to have enough time to prepare for Shabbos. He just invited more guests. You get very, very tense. You might get tense. Ladies, you might get tense at work, those of you who are working. You know, you're working two shifts. You're working first, you know, during the day, helping your husband. Then at night, you're working again with your kids, which, of course, you love working with your kids. You, you love your children, but you can have a lot of tension. Maybe you had a hard day at work. Maybe, for argument's sake, you just got a, you saw a letter that your health insurance is going to be expired and the children are not going to have health insurance. These are things that are tense. It's called stressors. So that's important to know that these, this is part of what I call hats, and you're wearing your hats if you are stressed. Let's move on. And let's move on to the other S. And the other S, which is also a very big part of the hats. And this is you have to know your husband or your wife is wearing his hats. And that is sick. Like this. If your husband or your wife is not feeling well, they're going to be stressed. If your husband and your wife, for arguments, have has really bad allergies, they're going to be stressed. They're going to lose their patience because it's making them crazy. They have to sneeze. They can't sneeze. They're taking Claritin. They're not taking Claritin. They're going crazy. By the way, I tell everybody as far as allergies are concerned, I used to have allergies, and Baruch Hashem, I did get rid of them through, through, through uh, one day, I, through my mother's motivation, a long time ago, I went to a health food store, and they gave me what I needed, and I got rid of it. Now, I'm not, you know, propagating that here, but what I am telling you is that being sick, it doesn't mean you have to, like, lying in bed, but if you caught a cold, you have allergies, you're not feeling well, you have your hats on. If you have a hormonal imbalance, you're going to not feel well. That goes true for men and women, obviously, especially for women. But nonetheless, it could go for men and for women. Hormones could, could make someone crazy both ways, male and female hormones. Akash created us in a certain physiological balance, and if we're imbalanced, it can cause us. So I say to all spouses, be very weary about that. Be very, very weary about what? About the fact that if your spouse is not feeling well, for whatever reason it is, they have their hats on. They have their hats on. So now, all of a sudden, like, impatient, intolerant, upset. Don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. Just know your spouse has his or her hats on. If the hat is on, do not engage. If the hat is on, do not engage. Don't negotiate. Don't criticize. Don't even think of attacking. Don't question. Just leave your spouse alone. But Greenfield, I hear what you're saying, but let me leave him alone. I, I need a function with my husband. I need a function. Okay, so let's talk about, let's break it up again. Let's start with the H. If your husband is hungry, feed him. Feed him. This is very true, by the way, on Shabbos. Shabbos is a biggie. Shabbat. Husbands are coming back from shul. Some of your husbands are not eating or drinking before shul. This is a halacha. You're not supposed to eat or drink before you go. Maybe you drink some coffee or whatever, but they haven't eaten on Shabbat, on Shabbos. And they come back, and they're all agitated. And how come the meal's not ready? And what's going on? Don't, don't, don't get so upset. Don't get so upset about the fact that, that your husband is all uptight, intolerant, the meal's not ready. He's a man. He hasn't eaten. Just give him his food. You'll see. He'll be fine. Give him his food. Don't tell your husband, oh, I see you're hungry. You're hungry. Calm down. Don't be so hungry. Don't tell it to your husband. Because I've seen couples. <sighs> okay, I'm going to share something with you. I'm going to share something with you. Obviously, I have to always maintain confidentiality. This is a story that happened a very long time ago. And I'll be very general and non-specific about it. But I think it's important for everybody to hear the story. I'm sitting with a couple. I'm sitting with a couple. And the woman is expecting and the man's very irritated. He's really irritated. I, I don't understand what's bothering you so, you know. I'm watching the man. I'm like, why are you so upset? Why are you so upset at his wife? And he looks at me and he's saying to me, he says to me, you know what's upsetting me? I'm like, yeah, what's upsetting you? You know how much weight my wife gained? You know how much weight she's gained? She, she's, she's gained like uh, 20 pounds. I'm like looking at him like, is this man serious? His wife is expecting He's upset at her because she gained weight. I'm serious. I'm very serious about this. Although you're listening to me, I'm like, I'm telling you what happened. 
And, and I'm looking at him and I'm like, okay, maybe she gained so much, so much weight. I have no idea. I have no idea about these things. So I say to him, what does the doctor say? Is the doctor saying she's gained a lot of weight? And she's sitting there and she looks at her husband. She's like, yeah, why don't you tell him what the doctor said? And he says to me, the doctor says it's, it's, it's normal weight. It's within the normal weight. But, but, but I feel it's, it's, it's within the normal weight range, but it's more to the extreme of, of more weight than less weight. And I'm looking at this man and I'm like, is this man serious? Is this man serious? And he's complaining about his wife gaining weight and she's expecting. I, I couldn't believe this. I, I, you know, the, if you sit with a man like this, you think the man's a Russia. He's an absolute Russia. But he wasn't. He wasn't a Russia. He's actually a very nice, good man. But you know what happened? It was very simple. He hadn't eaten anything since breakfast. And breakfast, all he had was a candy bar. And I saw them at night. He literally hasn't eaten anything. And I'm looking at this. I'm trying to figure out what is with this. And it took me a while. It took me a while to figure it out. Then I realized the man is hungry. He's just simply, simply hungry. I look at him. I said to him, did you eat anything today? He's like, why are you asking me that? I'm like, I'm just, I'm just curious. He's like, yeah, I ate, I ate. I'm like, when was the last thing you ate? I ate in the morning. What did you have? I had some sort of candy bar. I'm like, can you do me a favor? We're stopping the session, and what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you to please go outside, go to the corner store, buy yourself something to eat, and then come back. He's like, what? I'm like, buy yourself something to eat, and please come back. He left the office. He came back. And guess what? He was normal. It was a different person. He was literally a different, because like I was talking to a different person. It's very, very important. Husband's hungry. Don't tell him you're hungry. I, I, if I would tell this man, oh, the reason you're being crazy is because you haven't eaten. He, he'd go even like he'd go more nuts. But you know what? I didn't tell him that. I said to him, "Go out, go out, okay, so grab something to eat, and come back." And he was he was he was really much better. So, ladies, if you see your husband is like that, fine. I say ladies because this is usually a case by the women who are seeing their husbands. But sometimes, gentlemen, if your if your wife hasn't eaten, she'll be the exact same way. Just let her eat. Don't get engaged in the conversation. Don't get upset. Let her eat or let her drink. Drink is a biggie. A lot of people don't drink because they're afraid if they're going to drink too much, so they're not going to be able to find a restroom. Listen to me. Drink and drink and drink some more and stop worrying about that. wants us to take We have to watch our bodies very carefully. We're human beings. We're not angels. We're not. We're not malachim. We have to take care of our bodies. And it comes to the summer, we have to drink. And by the way, when you're stressed out, I'm telling you, just drink some water. You'll see it'll calm you down. It really will. Water will just calm you down. Just have a lot of water. Drink. You'll calm down. Those of you who drink a lot now know exactly what I'm talking about. And eat healthy. Drink healthy. Not the, 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 the soda with the sugars that's going to make you even more crazy. Okay. Next. Next. Um, the A, right? We forgot about the A. This is, an, this is an important piece. This is an important piece. By the way, I will take your texts. I know a lot of texts are coming in now. I will take your texts. I'm limited with time. We have so much to talk about. We always have so much to talk about. Okay. T, uh, A, A, angry. This, this is an important piece. A is not really a physiological problem. What A really is, A is the symptom of having your hats on. How do you know when you have your hats on? When you're so angry, when you're boiling mad, you're ready to kill your husband, you're ready to kill your wife. I'm so upset. I'm so upset. I'm, I'm going to lose it. And what's happening is your blood pressure is going up. If they would monitor you, you would see your blood pressure is going up. Your heartbeat has escalated. You're, you're, you have neurotransmitters which are secreting hormones which are very unhealthy to you. You're getting tense. You feel all tight. Your body is completely misaligned, what it really is, is mental impairment. Not a mental disorder, but mental impairment. You are literally impaired. You are because. The Gemara says, if you are because, it's like you're Oved Avodah Zorah. If you are because, then it's like you're worshiping idols. Now, let's stop a second. Does it really, like if I get upset, that means I'm worshiping idols? You know what it really means? What it means is not that you're upset, not that you're bekas, but you're uncontrollable. You're letting your cast take you over. So you're screaming, you're being, you're being attacking, criticizing, sharp, demeaning, belittling, sarcastic. You're letting your cast take you over. That's being over the Vodazara. That's really what it is. So because it, it brings machlokas, the Shekhinah runs away. The Shekhinah runs away from your home. It runs away. When you feel that intense anger and you don't control yourself, what happening basically is you are creating machlokas, chalik in your home, and all havoc breaks loose. And you know who suffers the most, by the way? It's the children. 
I'm telling you it's the children. Because you and your wife will get, you know, will get over it. But your children, they're developing. Their brains are listening to everything you're saying. Their neurotransmitters, their patterns, their, their themes are being developed right now. And we're just teaching our kids that when we get angry, we scream. It's as simple as that. When we get angry, we scream. And I promise you, if you're going to keep on doing it, your children are going to be screamers. Maybe not all of them, but I can guarantee you some of them are going to be screamers because you're just losing control. You're just losing control. But Greenfield, I hear you, but what do I do? What do I do when I get really, really upset? You're right. I hear. I, I have my hats on many times. What do I do? If you're hungry, eat. If you're thirsty, drink. If you're tired, I would say go to sleep. How many times do I tell my audience? Don't listen to the teachers and the rabbim who tell you never go to sleep if you're angry with your spouse. That's one issue that I completely disagree with many of the people who say that. Go- not wait up, go to sleep. If you're upset, go to sleep. You'll deal with it tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, you'll feel better. And you know what? You might be able to be mavatar and you just move on. You can have an all-night fight. Don't do that. Don't do that. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. But what if you're stressed? What if you're stressed about something? You're just stressed. You're so stressed. You just find out they're going to disconnect your electricity tomorrow and, and you don't have money for it. You have to borrow money. You're so stressed. You can't. You know what? If you're stressed, give yourself time, number one. Give yourself time. But more importantly, escape from the situation. Distract yourself, not in an unhealthy way by smoking a cigarette, or not in an unhealthy way by chas v'shalom, doing things that you're not supposed to do. But do it in a healthy way. What I mean by that is, go take a walk. Take a walk. Take a walk around the block. Now that now the weather's nice. You don't know what a walk can do to you. Just taking a walk. I'll tell you to breathe deeply. I always say breathe deeply. But sometimes you can't really breathe deeply. Go take a walk around the block. Go take a drink. Maybe listen to some music. Distract yourself. You'll calm down. Think about something else. There's a certain bracha that Kadosh Baruch gives us. This is true for most people. We can only focus on one thing at a time. Even though, even when you're multitasking, in the back of your mind, you're thinking about the other stuff. But there's one thing you can focus on at a time. And this is a problem with men. When we focus on our problems, it's very hard for us to switch. Very, very hard for us to switch. We're very, very focused. So we have to unfocus, divert our attention to something else, something relaxing. Maybe take a walk. When you take a walk, you'll see the cars. You'll walk on the street. You'll see someone. Maybe, uh, maybe you know what? Sometimes it's actually good, maybe, to what? Buy a TED, a mishpacha. Maybe, you know, maybe go on a kosher website, if that's possible, to see kosher news or something. Distract yourself away from your problem. Take a walk and relax. And you know what? Sometimes that's not even going to help. By the way, what I'm about to say, I can almost tell you, it's for sure going to work. But I know that I'm saying it, and a lot of you are not going to listen to me. But I'll say it anyways. Exercise exercise. I'm telling you, you don't know what exercise could do. You could have a really, really bad day. I would say just exercise. If you're younger, jumping jacks, push-ups, something, exercise. Take, take Jog around the block. If you're older, take a walk. Um, you don't know what exercise could do to you. What do you mean? Exercise? Could, yeah, because when you exercise, it actually relaxes the body. It reverses all the toxics, all, most of the toxic chemicals which are being released in your head. That's what it really is, by the way. When you get stressed, by the way, it's all toxic chemicals. It's not, you know, sort of, sort of spiritual voodoo thing. It's not. Obviously, the ruchnius has to do with it, and it's all about ruchnius. Don't get me wrong, but at the end of the day, you take an MRI, you speak to any doctor, and you see what happens when I get stressed. When you get stressed, there are hormones or chemicals that are being released that are causing your heart to race. It's causing you to tense up. So I'm telling you what reverses it. What reverses it almost for sure is exercise. I just spoke to a guy, actually, the other day. He says to me, Rabbi Greenfield, Rabbi Greenfield, he says to me, I'm just, I'm just like taking a break here. I'm looking at the text. Well, boy, okay. Running out of time. He says to me, Rabbi Greenfield, I come home sometimes. I'm so stressed. I don't even come home. I just, I, I, I jog. I literally jog around the block a couple of times. I come back. I'm relaxed. This applies both to men and to women. If you can get, be part of a kosher gym, go for it. Go for it. You don't have to be actually in the gym. Today they have programs. They have videos you can watch and, 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 and just, you know, exercise with the video. But exercise is really, really pivotal. That's as far as that. If you see... If you see that your spouse is wearing his or her hats, okay, listen to me, this is very important. If you see that your spouse is wearing his or her hats, 
don't get entangled and don't put on the hat together with him or with her. Don't get entangled in their mess. Do not. What you have to do is you have to create boundaries and you have to withdraw. You must withdraw. Okay, I'm going to tell you something now. It's a little deep, but it's important. It's very, very important what I'm about to say. Listen carefully. Marriage. Marriage is a dependency. It really is. All of us who are married are dependent. Hopefully you are healthily, healthy dependent. You're not fused. Hopefully you're healthy dependent on your spouse. And when your spouse is upset, you get upset. When your spouse is happy, you're happy. And this is true for both men and for women. If a woman sees that her husband comes home and he's tzabrach and he's upset, she's not happy about that. She's very, very happy about it. Unhappy about, her, about him. She's unhappy about himself. I personally see that it affects men more than women. Yes, I'm sorry to say it. I see that it affects men much more than women. What I'm talking about is that what? Is that when a man sees that his wife is upset, what's the matter? Why are you upset? Now tell me, why are you upset? What's bothering you? Maybe she's not ready to talk about it. Don't get entangled in your wife's hat. Don't get entangled in it. Maybe she's hungry, angry. Maybe she's tired. Maybe she's stressed about something else. But don't become upset together with her. That completely destroys everything. You have to take a step back. Of course, under normal circumstances, ladies and gentlemen, under normal circumstances, you want to maintain a healthy dependency with your wife, with your husband. But sometimes you have to take a step back and say, you know what? I'm not completely dependent on you. I'm going to let you, if you have to be upset now, no problem. I'm going to step back. I'm going to give you your time. And I'm going to step back. And I'm just going to work on my own self-esteem right now and say to myself, it's okay. I don't need my wife right now to be happy. It's all right. She'll be happy a little bit later on. Oh, I don't need my husband to be happy. He'll be happy a little bit later on. It's okay. It's okay. Now, I'm the first to say too much individuality in a marriage is not good. Too much dependency in a marriage, that's a fused relationship. It's not good either. Of course, you have to maintain a, health, a healthy dependency. That's how I feel. So many, many, many psychologists, therapists feel about it. But sometimes you have to withdraw temporarily and say to yourself, okay, my husband's upset. I'm just going to give him his time. Now let me see how I can help him. Maybe I'll give him to eat. I'll give him to drink. I'll give him time. Moshe, Yankel, maybe you want to take a walk. I see that you're, you had a hard day. Maybe you want to take a walk. Maybe you want to go downstairs and, and read a book. Maybe you want to do whatever it is. Okay, let me see how I can help him take off his hat. Let me, get in, let me not get entangled in his hat. But men, men, and it's going to be harder for you. I'm telling you it's going to be harder for you because you're more dependent on your wife. You are. And some of the women who are listening to this are like, oh, you don't know my husband. I'm telling you they are. And, and, and a lot of the resentment is because they don't feel they could be dependable in a healthy way. So men, learn how to withdraw. Learn how to withdraw. I heard a fascinating story. I'm going to share this with you. We have so much to talk about today. I heard a fascinating story. I heard this actually from Rabbi Shwebel again who told me this unbelievable story about Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky. That's all. When he was, he was actually sent to Siberia. And he was in Siberia in, in a detention, detention camp. And every morning, Rabbi Yaakov Galinsky, he was learning, and he would notice that someone next to him used to wake up like at 5.30 in the morning. He used to march back and forth in the barrack. This guy used to march back and forth. And then he would come back to his bed. He would salute, and then he would go back to his bed, and he would go to sleep. And Rabbi Galinsky saw this. He was just like, what is this man doing? Like, what's going on? He says, every morning. So he, he once approached this man and he said to him, I'm sorry to ask you, but why is it every morning you get up and you, you march and you salute? The man looks at him and says to him like this. He says, I want to tell you something. I was a general in the army for many, many years. Many, many years. Something happened. There was politics. They took me down. I'm not the general anymore. And we got, they got upset at me and they sent me to the detention camp. Says to him, you know what? But at the end of the day, I just want to say something. I'm not letting the general get out of my system. I am still the general. Because if I do that, and if I think to myself that I'm not the general anymore, and I'm demoted, I'm a nothing, that's going to affect me. I know I'm not going to do well with that. I don't do well with that. So instead, every morning what I do is I wake up in the morning, <clears throat> I wake up in the morning, and what I do is I march, and I feel like the general, and I salute, and after marching <clears throat> and saluting, I feel like I'm the general again. I feel like I'm the general. It makes me feel like I'm the general. Why am I saying over this story? <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> the reason I'm saying this story is why <clears throat> is because 
sometimes you have to withdraw. You have to be the general. Ladies and gentlemen, especially for the men, you see your wife's upset. Don't get entangled in her upsetness. She has her hats on. Give her time. She'll get over it. It might not be a couple hours. It might be a couple of days. She might not be feeling well. It might be hormonal. I don't know what it is. You might have to give her a whole week for all I know. But you know what? Withdraw. Say to yourself, now it's time to work on my self-esteem. Now I have to look in the mirror and say to myself, you know what? I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of who I am. I could withdraw now. I'm proud. I'm proud of who I am. I could withdraw. I'm take a short break, and we're really running out of time over here. Anybody who has any questions, I, I try to get to last week's questions. I don't know if I'll be able to do this this week. If I don't get it, text me again. But here's the here's number for any questions or comments or feedback. 347-927-8398. This is a live show. May 14th, the 40th day of the Omer. I am taking your questions and your comments. 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. For your questions, your comments, your feedback, I will be right back. Welcome back to Ray Mahoven. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MSMFT. I was going to be taking some of the questions. Some of the questions from last week, I'm not sure if I was able to get to this one, but I'm going to just address this. My husband just started a new business and is very stressed and pressured, and I feel it's affecting our marriage. What can I do to make him feel better? I'm not sure if I addressed this last week or not. I just want to say, first of all, it's very normal. Kalas, kalas, kashos. And like, you know, we're talking about hats sometimes. If your husband just started a new business, he's going to be wearing his hats like 24-7. What you need to do is you have to give your husband an opportunity and sometimes motivate him to vent on a daily basis. He's going through a lot. He just has to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. But Grifo, he doesn't stop talking about it. I know, I know, I know, I know. Listen to him. But make sure you listen to him on a daily basis. And then... 
you can turn the conversation around. Then you can say to him, can I just talk to you a little bit about my day? Can I just tell you what happened to me? You'll be able to do it after you let him vent. Give him the opportunity. I want to tell you, a lot of these men who go into their caves, they really need a vent. They just need to talk. They don't know that. They weren't brought up that they need to talk. They need to release. They need a vent. They need, they need to take the elevator down, like Sue Johnson says. They need to take the elevator down and express their emotions. They don't know they need to do that, especially when they're going through a lot of stress, especially. Let them vent, and then after they vent for a while, don't let them take over the conversation. Turn it around and say, can I just speak a little bit? Wow, that's crazy. Can I tell you a little bit about my day? And then he'll say yes. And then start venting yourself. Talk a little bit yourself. You know, um, I think it's Carlson, Roger Carlson, who says that half of therapy is just venting. Really, half of it is just venting. Just be able to express yourself. I mean, think about it. You think, uh, you know, a thousand years ago, they, 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 they had therapists. They didn't have therapists. People were functioning. Everything was fine. But people were listening to each other. Since they were listening to each other, and things were working out well. Let's take the questions of today. Oh, boy. Let's see how many questions we have. All right. We're going to be able to take a couple of them. What if she, this is obviously a man asking. What if she doesn't let me withdraw and she is very and very generally needy? How can I calm myself when my wife gets angry or panicky? Be there for her and then tell her I just need a little time. You could say to your wife, you could say to your wife, I need a little time. If you tell your wife, I need a little bit time, then what's going to happen is she might say, no, 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 I need you never be there for her. I want to tell you a very important thing. I, I spoke about this in the past. Many times, you know, I, I'm very keen on telling wives to give their husbands instructions of what they need as opposed to get, getting them very upset. I'm very keen about that. I always tell everybody, you know, give your husband instructions. Tell him what you need. If you're going to come home, you're going to be upset. The house is a mess. Tell him. If I come home and the house is going to be a mess, I'm going to, be, I'm going to feel very resentful. But if the house is clean, I'm going to be very happy. Don't control him, but tell him. Give him the instructions. Give him, give him the ability to choose. 100%. But sometimes, husbands who are listening to this, if your wife asks you, do it right away. Do it right away. Don't wait. Because if you, if you tell, I'll take care of it, many women are not good with that. Do it right away. I'm listening to me, husbands. I'm talking to myself also. Do it right away. It makes a tremendous, tremendous difference for your, for your wife when you do it right away. Okay, I'm getting the, the sign that we're going to have to finish up. So let's just take one more question. And that is, oh boy. I don't feel that my husband is trusting me and even lets my 11-year-old know about it. What should I do? This is much more complicated, obviously, and I tell you to please, please, you can contact me privately, maybe right after this, 917-397-2841. That's 917-397-2841. I am so sorry we ran out of time. But thank you for listening to Radio Mahuvim. Have an amazing and wonderful week. And Be'ez Hashem will be back next week. And all the best.